And away we go with Hour 3 of the Morning Show, 8.13 on a Monday morning. It's uh, the 30th of October. It certainly feels like winter outside, though, with temps only 15 degrees at the airport and 21 downtown this morning. Uh-oh. Uh, Bruce, I think we lost that microphone again. Call us if you hear me. Call us if you don't want to okay. hear me. We hear you now. 732 Do you want? Yeah. So uh, oh, a week ago, I saw neighbors out on their pontoon boat just waving and having a grand old time. Yeah. And when I started up the old uh, car this morning, uh-huh. it kind of groaned. I, <laughs> I uh, dusted off the little dusting of snow. Did you get a dusting up there? Yeah, a little oh, bit, my. yep. Oh, and then... Uh, I got on the vehicle, and of course, it's got the, the uh, temperature gauge yeah. out for outdoor. Right. 16 degrees. I know. I thought, well, it, That's it pretty does accurate. seem the a little airport is brisk. 15, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it, uh, there and you tonight go. we could see more snow, apparently. There would be a, maybe a, you know, a light accumulations, but any accumulation in October is too much. It is. I, yeah. I did uh, start my snowblower this weekend and moved it to a spot where I would use it just in case mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> just making sure it would run. That's a good idea. Uh-huh. Sure. So anyway. Hopefully we're not having snowblower-worthy snow yet. but I, I hope we're, I hope we're mid-November by yeah. the time we see that. All right, Bruce is here, so let's get into sports. What do you say? Uh, Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Uh, certainly tough news over the weekend with yeah. the passing of hitting legend Adam Johnson, only 29 years old, the result of... Uh, Skate that uh, got up and cut his neck in what's been described as a freak accident that happened over in England. A match that they were playing at the time was abandoned. Fans were sent home. I'm sure many of them were horrified by what they had seen on the ice before a screen was erected to keep them from seeing the uh, medics tending to Johnson who was taken to a local hospital where he later died. Police there say a investigation is ongoing. UMV head coach Scott Sandelman will be speaking at 10 a.m. today. We will be uh, planning to bring that to you live here on KDAL from Amsoil Arena. And then uh, we'll get his reaction to everything that went down All right. over the weekend. The trivial results, Cornell swept the UMV men 4-1 and 3-0 final scores. Bulldogs take on the Gophers this weekend. It's a home-and-home series that will begin on Friday night. In Minneapolis, Devils knocked off the Wild yesterday 4-3. That's a home-and-home home series just with a couple of days in between. They don't play till Thursday night oh. in St. Paul. Uh, Vikings beat the Packers 24-10. Kirk Cousins suffers what is reported to be a torn right Achilles. If that is a confirmed injury, we'll mm-hmm. find out this morning. Tough Kirk, Kirk Cousins' season is over and his Vikings career might be over. Wow. The Vikings have won three straight to go to 4-4. Four and four. That's well, a the, tough one to come back off of, I'll tell you. And he's going to be 36 next summer and a free agent. So we'll yeah. see how that all plays out. But uh, Cousins has uh, certainly been the cog in this offense throughout the uh, last couple of years especially. And uh, went into yesterday leading the NFL in touchdown passes, added two more before going down with the injury. Timberwolves on the road to Atlanta tonight, 630 here on KDAL. Coverage at 615. Wolves won their home opener Saturday against Miami, 106-90. to Well, the Hawks last night knocked off the Bucks in Milwaukee, 127-110. Bucks take on the Heat at 7 o'clock tonight. College volleyball wrapping up the uh, regular seasons here over the weekend. And soccer as well. Uh, St. Scholastica fell twice. Four sets to St. Catherine, straight sets to St. Olaf. 
It was U of the West splitting its weekend. A four-set loss to Minnesota Morris. A straight-set win over Crown. A soccer regular season's wrapped up in the Mayak and UMAC. St. Gustavus Adolphus men beat St. Scholastica 6-1. Women knocked off the Saints 2-zip. Yellow Jackets soccer team swept Crown men's final 4-1. Women's final 7-0. And they will host the Yellow Jackets' will UMAC semifinal games on Wednesday at the NBC Spartan Sports Complex in Superior. High school football, 7-4A, Hermantown and North Branch, the last two standing out of the section final this week. 7-3A, Esco and Pequot Lakes moved on. 7-A, it's Barnum and Moose Lake with the River playing on to the section final. Uh, 7-A, Deer River and Bram. Section 7-9 player, Mountain Iron Buell and Cherry. Also Northwestern still playing in Wisconsin. The Tigers, Tigers will host a Division 5 Level 3 playoff game in Maple coming up on Friday night against St. Croix Falls. And we got a special Bruce Hiskey show later this morning. Yeah, we'll be abbreviated. We'll play, uh, we'll have Scott Sandlin's uh, co- uh, comments, and we're going to play the tribute that you can see, or you can uh, read, uh, not, uh, not really read it. Yeah. Yeah, listen to it at kdal610.com of Adam Johnson. We'll play that on the air, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, say a few words about him, and right. then we'll also have some Bulldog football talk. Jeff Pape is going to call in in the second half of the show. But uh, we will be abbreviated because we're going to carry Scott's comments in full from Amsoil starting at 10 o'clock. All right. Thank you, Bruce. It is 8.19 already at KDAL. We shall return with the morning show on KDAL. 8.21. Somebody's been waiting patiently on the phone to uh, talk with us this morning. Hi, who's this? It's Representative Lesnikar. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Natalie, how are you there? I'm good. I thought I would make sure I, I said good morning to you and uh, hear you out here. Well, it's chilly. Are you getting ready to rev up for the legislative session after the first of the year? I think it's been revved up since January 3rd when we took off. So it's uh, full full speed ahead. All right, all right. Yes. Glad to hear that. Yes. So what are you hearing out there? What are you seeing out there in your district? You know, I think uh, I think people are frustrated. You know, the articles in the in the paper and across the, the country are saying that you know people's household expenses are outpacing their income uh, earnings and uh, wage increases, which is just to me obvious common sense. So, and uh, at the same time, in this last legislative session, when people have less money every pay period in their personal homes. The budget just went crazy at the state. I mean, they increased government spending by 40%. They did the tra- I, I came up with $2 billion in five minutes last night just saying what we could do for people in the Northland and the state of Minnesota to help with, uh, you know, get rid of Social Security tax once and for all, for all income levels, to keep seniors in Minnesota, and eliminate that train to Duluth. And, you know, $1.7 billion is allocated for family medical leave that starts after the election, which is another impact to businesses and another deduction for employees on their paychecks. So, you know, so much for tax credits, uh, tax relief, to give businesses and individuals money back. It, you know, they have more money for groceries and gas. Well, I'll tell you, everybody's being pinched, that's for sure. Say, there's one thing I'll ask you about yeah. because there was that huge surplus and now i guess there's another two billion dollar surplus they're looking at uh coming up here with but <clears throat> we've talked uh there were a lot of uh, uh people in office that were flapping their gums about the opiate crisis and now of course i i've been yeah. reviewing the amount of monies and the settlements that uh 
uh, they had against the yeah. pharmaceutical giants. And I see St. Louis County's got an eight million, $18 million part of that settlement, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to spend that money. And that's been the debate uh, all throughout the country and the settlement funds with the uh, on the opiate crisis. Any any inkling on on what can be done other than, you know, I, I see it as a supply issue. If you don't have the supply, people aren't buying the illegal drugs. And the supply is out there no matter which way you look at it. The cops are frustrated. And I noticed the sheriff has mentioned a couple of things. We've had Gordon Ramsay on the show a couple of times. And, and he told members of the county's opiate remediation, uh, the settlement committee Tuesday, that overdose deaths show no sign of decreasing. No, no. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to change. I think if you ask uh, people working in emergency rooms, they'll say they've never seen uh, levels that they're seeing now. And so I, I think you're, you're correct. And I think what uh, Sheriff Ramsey's saying and other police departments are saying is true. I mean, I, I see it as a, as a few-pronged uh, approach. We have to prosecute the real criminals. We've got to uh, stop people crossing the border uh, where we're not, you know, we have no idea the drugs that are coming through. Well, we have a good idea. We know the fentanyl is just taken over. We passed legislation to prosecute fentanyl at a heroin uh, level of prosecution, and the Republicans uh, pushed for that, got that this session. But if the fact is, if you're not going to prosecute the criminal and truly deal with it on a supply end, you're not going to see changes in communities. And you're right. And then how to use the money? I, you know, I've I've looked at some of the programs they're doing with mental health and, and rehab. I think Minnesota Teen Challenge, Adult uh, Teen Challenge for Alcohol and Drug Abuse has done some phenomenal things in, in the Duluth area. And there's several programs that I think they should vet the ones that have had success and uh, not just give money blindly to programs that, that are, you know, are startup companies. Uh, we should be giving it to programs that have had success. Gotcha. Well, Natalie, thanks for those comments. It's a horrible crisis. We're, we'll be getting the sheriff on again. And uh, this drug war has been going on for 50 years. Now it's ramped up with over 100,000 deaths this past year in the country from overdose and fentanyl, uh, from the opiates. But actually, it's mostly heroin and fentanyl. They took the easy route and sued the pharmaceutical giants because of overprescription of opiates. The bat, the hard route right, is going after the drug cartels who kill anybody that gets in their way, and uh, that's. Well, you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. And fentanyl and heroin are are killing uh, our kids right now, and it's laced on many things. And so I'm on my way to a uh, St. Louis County uh, Commissioner breakfast in Hibbing, and so I'll be uh, having a lot of conversations this morning. And and I just want to send my prayers to the family of Adam Johnson. Uh, the, the whole country is, is thinking of that family and all of his friends in the hockey community. It, it is heartbreaking for the North uh, to have to lose somebody at 29 in such a freak accident. And so my heart is thinking about him this morning, as is many in the Northland today. So, so sorry. Thanks, right. Natalie. We appreciate you calling in. Keep us posted, okay? Yeah. Have, a, have a great day, everybody. All right. Okay. Take care. Natalie Selesnikar. Eight twenty-eight now at KDAL. We'll return. Dave Strandberg and Neil Atkins, the KDAL Morning Show. Yeah. 
is a highway. It is. I guess so. That's what they're According saying. to them, they made a lot of money off of that. <laughs> Speaking of that, the United Auto Workers expanding their strike against GM in Tennessee today. That was after the union announced a tentative deal with Stellantis over the weekend. So Stellantis Ford, is Chrysler. Yeah, well, it used to be Chrysler. Chrysler well, Jeep they might have manufactured Chrysler and Dodge right. products, plus mm. Fiat. And Jeep, also. too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they uh, settled over the weekend, but the, uh, I guess, rank and file still has to vote on it. Uh, the plant employs nearly 4,000 workers, this GM Spring Hill assembly plant, the UAW already reaching an agreement with Ford uh, earlier, so... Just one GM is left holding GM's out. digging in its field. I guess so. so. Well, the election's coming up. and uh, I A saw week it. from tomorrow? Yeah, a week from tomorrow. Ooh-wee. I saw the... Uh, we'll, we'll have a, another candidate on. I think yeah. uh, we'll find out. Tara Swenson's going to come on sometime. Already? Coming up probably next uh, Monday, probably. I was hoping to have her on today, but she wasn't feeling well. Well, that's not good. You get a little rundown on the campaigns. I imagine there was all this door knocking and shaking hands. And well, she's got little kids. Kissing too, and babies and what well, have She's you, got so. little kids. And okay. Oh, I saw a ton of little kids this weekend. Saturday <laughs> and Sunday we went to the... Uh, uh, they, uh, actually, we went to, I saw Bob Bolin uh, down at the farmer's market Saturday okay. morning. We went down there with the little guy. And he had his little tiger costume on. Not Bob, but the little guy that was with me, okay? Okay. And Bob was serving up, helping serve up some uh, some soup there. Oh, yeah. He's got a his special, uh, I think, it, what is it, uh, squash soup? Yeah, squash. it was very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I took a little sa- yeah. sample of it. And then we picked up a few things there. And then we went down to uh, Clyde, and they had the uh, uh, truck, uh, trunk, trunk deal. Trunk, they, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trick or treating, trick or treating, yeah. yeah. So, and boy, the wind—it was thirty-four degrees. Oh, the wind came off the yeah. bay, and these poor people were freezing their, you know, what's <laughs> off. But <coughs> the little guy went around and collected yeah. all kinds of stuff. And um, yesterday, uh, we went down to uh, the shrine, the shrine auditorium up here. They had right. the same deal going on. Plus, they had a wow. big thing inside there with the Vikings playing. And they had the Viking game going on. They had all kinds yeah. of prizes and stuff and kids going all over the place. So it was uh, uh, a chilly deal out yeah. the weekend, but the kids, uh, tomorrow's Halloween. Uh, tomorrow night's trick-or-treating is going to yeah. be pretty chilly, too. I think so, so yeah. Keep that in mind if you're going to be out. That's the good thing about all these extra you know places you can go to get candy. You don't have to go trick-or-treating out in the uh, no, neighborhood if you don't they've, want they've to. They've changed yeah. it now. There's all kinds of venues right. that... That are uh, doing it. I saw a couple others. Uh, they had some news reports where they yeah. had some other areas where they had all kinds of goodies for kids. <laughs> so, but you know, we got. Uh, I Halloween. have a limited number of candies that I can give out tomorrow night, but uh, I probably won't leave the light on for too long because I got to get to bed early. I know you do. Yeah. Nobody so. comes by our place because we <laughs> our driveways uh, seven hundred feet long. Yeah. And, uh, I've been getting fewer and fewer each year that goes by, but there's still neighborhood kids, which I expect oh, yeah. to stop by. So. When I when I lived in West Duluth, there was all, a ton of kids that yeah. came by, and I always had a big jar of coins, <laughs> and I gave them money. Really? Holy cow. And I remember when I was a kid, we'd go out and trick-or-treat, yeah. and some people would give money, and we'd go and count up all. we got one of the candy, but it was nice to get some coins. Oh, you bet. So I didn't realize you could give out coins. Oh, yeah. Just throw it, throw it in their bag, and right, uh, there nice. you go. That's what I used to do. I, it's getting pretty high tech now. I show the you know the kids are using cell phones to uh, tell what houses are worth worthwhile best, the best hitting. Ones, you know? the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> I so, mean, come on, really? 
And, you know, they warn people not to uh, <laughs> take any homemade things, and it's well, amazing right, yeah. even that some people even do that today. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, people would have homemade deals. But even, you know, it's funny. They talk about b the bad actors out there. But when I was a kid uh, uh, in Duluth here, some kid got an apple and somebody had put a razor blade in the oh, apple. Oh, come on. And, and, stuff, and that's going back. Right. Well, that's why fifties, late fifties. Yeah, why we frown crazy, on doing that crazy anymore. Stuff, of course, yeah. we never like to get fruit in our baskets anyway. No, you didn't want fruit. You wanted you want uh, candy. good stuff. Candy. That's right. So, Somebody uh, throw a toothbrush and toothpaste in there. Come on. <laughs> <I know it. laughs> toothbrush and toothpaste. That's yeah. fine. Uh, scrape away all that uh, sugar right. and all that, uh, so you don't get any cavities. Oh well. So I uh, happened to see a report this morning. Apparently, uh, now last Friday we had. Challenger for Mayor Roger Reinhardt on the show. Yes. And we've had the mayor on the show a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently the mayor uh, brought out uh, an endorsement that Reinhardt gave her back in 2015. Oh, right. He endorsed her when he was a state senator <laughs> oh, for yeah, mayor. Right. And so the, the premise of it is, well, wait, wait a minute. Now he endorsed <laughs> me eight years ago. Yeah. Why, why is he running against me? <laughs> well, obviously, as uh, Roger said on Friday, he doesn't think things are going right after eight years it's time for a change there you go. and uh that that's his deal but it was kind of interesting when uh, uh emily larson first ran uh there you go there's uh yeah, on one of the Fox TV. Stations, there right? he is endorsing <laughs> her so so when she first ran uh, uh chuck harton was her opponent and mm -hmm. she beat him by 60 some percent in yeah. that race and when she ran for re-election again, she really had token opposition. This is the first time she's been really challenged right? with somebody that's mm -hmm. been around the block. And Reinhardt sure has. He was on the city council and the state legislature, and he became a state mm -hmm. senator. Yeah. And uh, he went into the uh, Navy and was deployed to Afghanistan and all over the place. So he's got some credentials there. Yeah. And what's interesting is uh, a lot of people say, well, we can't sh shift gears here. We've got experience. And, uh, you know, th this this person has never done this before. Well, they never did it before either <laughs> right. when they got elected. Yeah. There's no there's no resume there except right. for the voters for you to mm -hmm. go and apply for the job to be mayor. Yeah. It's the voters that elect you. There's a, you could have the you could have a master's degree in business or a Ph.D. or a doctorate <laughs> and whatever. Right. Doesn't matter if you can't do the job, you can't no. do the job. And it's the people that elect you and choose you. And uh, so it'll be an interesting race next Tuesday. All right. We got to go to the phone. Hi, who's this? Hey, morning. This is Tom from Port Wayne. Tom, what's going on? Got any snow in your house, Tom? Uh, just a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's it's it was there on the cars, yeah. you know. You could get a little but more today, good. apparently. So later yeah, today. Yeah, they had quite a bit in Ulu on Saturday really? morning. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because I went out there, and, and it was it was. Christmassy. Oh, it is. <laughs> too, but, um, too early to be Christmassy. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, I guess, real quick, as far as uh, Duluth, I hope Duluth uh, elects a mayor that, uh, either way, that does the best they can for the city of Duluth. Mm -hmm. And that means taking care of it. Because it's really getting kind of messy. I, I no longer, you know, take uh, the time to go to downtown Duluth. As a matter of fact, I avoid it. But uh, I wanted to say something this morning about this uh, this awful person, this evil individual, the killer from Maine. Yes. And 
you know, I'm I'm getting a little bit uh, upset about the fact that we're too quick to assign mental illness to individuals like this. And you know, this this perpetrates that stigma of mental illness. Uh, you know, as being somebody who's off the rocker and is an evil murderer. And this person, is, in my opinion, is just was just downright, flat-out evil. And we also get this assignment of mental illness to, uh, you know, these jihadi terrorists. I would say eight out of ten of them that happen in Europe or in the United States here get labeled with, uh, oh, they had mental illness. The family came out, oh, they, he was suffering from mental illness. No, they're not. They're evil. They're just as evil as this person in Maine. And, so, so Tom, you, know, you talked about uh, somebody putting a razor blade in an yep, apple, yep. and that's flat-out evil. It deal. is. Well, we had, we, we had, a gu- so here's, here's, here's the deal. When they talk about the jihadists being uh, mentally ill, so you mean to tell me millions of Germans during the 1930s and World War II were mentally ill that followed Adolf Hitler and the Nazi regime? They followed orders. And uh, yeah. the ones that bucked the orders got taken off the back and uh, disposed of. So, yeah, yeah well, something you know, evil happens. Here's the thing. Neil, the guy gets a gun, goes to, drives to a location rationally, and then he opens fire on individuals he d- doesn't even know who he's shooting at. Right. Then jumps back in his car, goes to another location, shoots a whole bunch of people. Then he runs off and escapes and and goes and kills himself. Now, if the guy uh, had run around with uh, apples with razor blades and I'm handing them out to little kids, nobody has a problem saying that person is evil and they don't assign mental illness to him. But what this guy did was 40 times worse, or a million times worse, and we quickly go to, oh, uh, he suffered from mental illness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for his family. But he was evil. He was uh, an evil, rotten human being that chose to do something so dastardly as to wantonly kill people discriminately. I can believe he was evil, but I think he also was a little on the crazy side to do what he did. Something was going on there, and there was a a bunch of missteps that occurred. He Mm -hmm. was uh, put in in a psychiatric uh, hospital via the Army Reserve for a a couple, three weeks, and immediately his weapons probably should have been taken away from him. But uh, that's... uh, You can be the armchair quarterback on all this sort of stuff, and that's the problem. Say, by the way, Tom... uh, on Friday, our friend uh, Professor Michael Kaiser is going to be with us. Just thought I'd, <laughs> I'd tip you off on that, okay? Oh, well, that would be wonderful. I always enjoy the, the yeah. lively banter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Give well, you four days to prepare. Well, we'll be talking about certainly right. Ukraine, but also <laughs> what's happening in Israel, too. Yeah. So he'll have some interesting comments. So, Well, thanks for the heads up. Right. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Tom. 842 now at KDAL. Now. Back to the KDAL Morning Show. Seems like yesterday, but it was long ago. 
Bob Seeger with a silver bullet band Did against you? the wind this morning at 846 now at KDAO. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I got, I got to turn your microphone on. Oh, there. Right. you better turn me on there. Right. You are the on microphone. That yeah, is the microphone. I certainly hope so. See, uh, Wednesday, Ashley Castaldo is going to come and join oh, us. Oh, right. very good. had been a candidate and didn't make it through the primary, but she's oh. real active in, in the election cycle and okay. really thinks people should get out to vote. So we're going to... Talk a little bit about uh, mm-hmm. her spin on where she thinks the election is going to go next week. All right. So we'll have some fun with that. And then Professor Michael Kaiser, uh, who'd worked for the State Department, right. he'd been on the ground in Ukraine back in the day, consulting with that government. And uh, he's got some interesting twists on what's cur- currently going on. He teaches international relations out there mm-hmm. in the D.C. area. And, uh, of course, with this Israeli crisis that's going on, the war against Hamas, and now, of course, Hezbollah is up there on the uh, border in Lebanon. And uh, I guess we'll hear a little different spin from him. All right. Sounds good. We've got a busy week coming up. Hi, who's this on the phone? Good morning. This is Stan up the shore. All right, Stan. Stan, it looks like you might have a nice day there, but it's cold. (laughs) Well, it's about, I suppose, 25, something like that. Wow. And uh, nice weather, blowing off land. Mm Mm-hmm. Northwest, and it's a, a, a pre-winter day, pretty pre-winter day. Yeah, yeah getting so, us ready, putting on yeah, the boots and getting the uh, the hats all ready and that extra lining of uh, insulation there before you go outside. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was going to mention complimenting Tom there on his uh, comment. You also got to remember that in virtually all of these shootings that went on, mass shootings, the government is the problem. The fellow out there in Maine, he was refused to buy a, a suppressor at a gun shop because of his mental record on, on file. And now the ATF and Department of Justice are all supposed to have that information. Mm-hmm. And so they have failed every time. That person down that went into a school with transvestite, we haven't heard from anything about that, uh, whatever you call that, their manifesto that they had. And you're going to find that the government has failed the Americans every time on this case because of their rules they set up, but they don't follow them. Hmm. And that's that's just crazy. That the government, I believe, I'm tar- sorry to be a uh, what do you call this here, a, a theorist on things, but uh, I believe that's on purpose. They want people to be so afraid and tired of these shootings. They're going to demand that the government takes away your your firearms. Well, let's hope not. I was watching yeah. uh, the news yesterday, and I saw Governor Ron DeSantis being interviewed, and he was kind of put to the fire on, uh, mm. on uh, NBC. But uh, he was talking about this, and he said, look, it, we have on the book, he says in Florida, we have on the books uh, these laws to deal with somebody that has mental illness or, 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 or whatever, and if they're in the system... That he should not have been allowed to buy any additional guns. Obviously, he had guns from before, years ago, but apparently recently he bought some. And as you say, he tried to buy a silencer or a suppressor, and he was denied that. Yeah, Right, right. And that's that's uh, the, the shop owner looking up the records right. and following through on his obligation to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. Well, for some reason, the ATF, the Department of Justice, who are FBI, they're not fulfilling their obligation to notify all of the stores, gun shops, or whoever, that this person is not allowed to buy a firearm or anything that's related to it. Well, they better, uh, we better get that clarified and cleared yeah. up. 
Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. 850 already. We have one less uh, Republican presidential candidate. I heard that. Uh, Mike Pence (laughs) dropped out. Mike Pence dropping out over the weekend. Kind of surprising, I guess, but uh, he figured he wasn't getting the support needed to continue a campaign. Well, at this stage of the game, if you're still in single digits and you're the former vice president, uh, what's interesting is uh, Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, and, of course, she was the ambassador of the United Nations on the, the Trump administration, mm-hmm. uh, she's picked up some steam, and she and Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, are neck and neck, polling at 16 percentage points each. Oh. And, of course, Trump is up there well, uh, yeah. you know, twice as many as them. <laughs> but but there, there you have it. So at least right. you're, seeing, uh, you're seeing somebody else come to the surface mm-hmm. who... Uh, who hadn't been there before, who was yeah. uh, lower lower numbers, and now she's coming up. So it'll be an interesting race. Remember, long this, way to go yet. This point in time, yes, a year before the election, mm-hmm. when Bill Clinton was uh, trying to run before the new, nobody knew who Bill Clinton was. Yeah. He was the governor of Arkansas, right. and they thought he was this goofy governor that was in single digits. All of a sudden, his polling. Flipped and came up. The same yeah, with Barack mean. Obama. He was the junior Absolutely. senator from Illinois. Right. Nobody knew who he was. All of a sudden, bammo, he came up Whoa. in the polls. And you got that peanut farmer from Georgia. Jim Acotta. <laughs> yep. Also, he came zooming up from nowhere. Yep, he did. And, so. and uh, you know, all three of them became mm-hmm. president. And uh, so. A lot can happen in a short period of time. Yep, that's a darn sure. All right. We're at 851. Oh, Wall Street opening. I would say that I heard the futures were up. So they I'll say are. Up. It is opening higher. Hallelujah, brother. <laughs> at the opening bell, the Dow was up more than 250 points this morning. All right. 8.52 at KDAL. We'll return. Timberwolves basketball tonight. Catch it right here on KDAL. Basketball. Uh, if you get pretty excited and you celebrate a team winning a championship, you got to, I guess, use some restraint as to your celebrations. The former president of the Spanish Football Association has now been banned from the sport for three years. He faced backlash after kissing, kissing the Spanish women's soccer star Jennifer Hermoso without her consent as the team was celebrating the winning of the world's uh, Women's World Cup back a couple weeks ago. Well, you know, the, Spanish, so the Spaniards are uh, <laughs> with those guys uh, and the Italians. You a know. number of players from Spain's men's and women's team refused to play again for their country until... This guy was out of yeah. power, so well, holy apparently, cow. Obviously, something else is going on there, too. All right, scene, well, so. anyway. Let's say, by the way, uh, somebody yeah. uh, obviously got a little carried away this weekend because he uh, ran down the freeway <laughs> totally <laughs> naked <laughs> on the I-35, yeah, and uh, uh, local uh, TV had it. They kind of blurred him <laughs> out, but I saw somebody yes. posted the photograph on Facebook. Oh, really? And it, was not the board, it was yeah. the back end. It was the back yes. end. For Do we somebody. really need to see that? I have no I idea know. what the nut job was going on there, yeah. but uh, whether he was hopped up on something or what. But uh, uh, He was you, taken for uh, evaluation it, to I the was, local hospital. <laughs> That's not like streaking. Not Remember streaking? And they, oh, yeah, yeah. And streaking up at UMD, they right. had some people streaked a football game up there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. not the same deal. You know? No, it's, it's just as sad, but, yeah, yeah. not they, the same deal. By the way, the uh, St. Louis County is grappling with, in the sheriff's department, the overdose deaths. Yeah. Uh, back in 2018, there were 13 uh, overdose deaths in St. Louis County o- dealing with heroin or fentanyl. And uh, last year, 48. So mm-hmm. far this year, 46, and the year's not over yet. Right. Okay? Yeah. So you're looking at, you know, four times, literally, yeah. the deaths uh, in just our county alone. And 
you add this up around the country and it's over 100,000 people have died basically from fentanyl and heroin overdoses. Right. And all that stuff is coming out of the southern border. And you're not realizing what it is you're taking half the time. It's amazing it's, uh, that, fatal. that people will take this right. and not knowing what it is and you hear all this news you should realize but they're still doing yeah, it well, and so it's just crazy stuff that's the yeah, i guess the evil part of uh, addiction well when it, or, or, or it, no experimentation what. one of the deals is that younger people experiment with this stuff they're oh. not necessarily addicted right and uh there's too much fentanyl in it and they overdose and yes. that's where they have narcan uh, that all the police departments, the paramedics, the fire department, uh, yeah. in fact, the city was encouraging businesses to have Narcan available, and this is something you could well, It's nice that's available, spray. but it's sad that you have to resort to that. It doesn't always work either. That's a, the bad no, thing. No, it doesn't. So. It, it does uh, uh, And you might not be somewhere where there's the stuff available. Right. And goodbye. Well, here's the problem. Uh, I've talked to a number of law enforcement folks who have uh, administered this yeah. and saved the person's life, and they come to... And uh, they're ticked off because their high was ruined. Or one guy he came to and he jumped up, and here's the cops. He fought them all because he thought they were coming to take them away. Yeah. So you just have no idea what the mental state is when somebody's taking these drugs. Just how close you were to death before this happened. and They don't seem to care. All right. Well, Neil, we'll catch you on Wednesday then. All right, Dave. We'll see you then, and we'll see Ashley then. All right. we got news coming up next at the top of the hour from CBS, also from the Minnesota News Network and Wisconsin Radio Network. Uh, Bruce is back with sports, too, next time.